You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 195. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. podcast. Welcome back here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information you can always put into play right away. And today the topic is the birthday health assessment. What is it and why are we talking about it today? Well, it is my birthday in fact this week. Of course, I never know when you're going to listen to the podcast, but my birthday is on August 12th. I will be turning 48 years old and I wanted to share with you a little birthday health assessment that I do with myself each year. Now, I almost use my birthday as my New Year's. A lot of people use New Year's to sort of check in and figure out what they want their goals to be for the year. Well, I like to use my birthday as a way to look back at the year to see what I've done, what I've accomplished, and then what I want to do with the year ahead, but always in a very positive way. So we're going to talk about all of that right after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about a very good topic since it is summertime and people are hydrating more than ever, I hope. Well, I have seen a lot of people drink this for hydration recently, especially athletes. And this comes from... Uh, Berkeley, actually, the University of California, Berkeley's wellness letter. I get a lot of great information there. And they had an Ask the Experts section. The question was, I see that Pedialyte is being promoted as a sports beverage, hangover remedy, and rehydration drink for sick adults. Is it good for these purposes? This is what they had to say. Pedialyte was designed as a beverage for sick children who lost fluids because of diarrhea and vomiting and is a good option for people who are dehydrated because of illness. It contains a very small amount of carbs, which are the sugar, and a fair amount of electrolytes, notably potassium and sodium, which help regulate fluid balance in the body, among other functions. But in recent years, Pedialyte has been increasingly marketed to adults for other purposes that were mentioned in this question. It now comes in different formulas with varying levels of electrolytes, including individual powder packets that you mix with water. Now, Pedialyte is an effective rehydration beverage for children with mild to moderate dehydration caused by viral gastroenteritis. A study in the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition in 2006 found it can also help dehydrated adults with mild to moderate viral gastroenteritis, as well as Gatorade or another rehydration beverage. Now, regarding Pedialyte as a sports drink, some athletes, coaches, and trainers give it a thumbs up. It probably helps that its manufacturer sponsors many sporting events. Ah, that now makes sense, right? Pedialyte contains much more sodium, 370 to 650 milligrams per 12-ounce serving and potassium than most sports drinks like Gatorade, but less than half the carbs, only 6 to 12 grams. 
We could find no published studies comparing Pedialyte with sports drinks for athletic performance. Keep in mind that plain water is fine for most exercisers and that sport drinks are generally advised only for people who work out strenuously for more than an hour. Depending on the intensity and duration of physical activity, a carb intake higher than that supplied by Pedialyte may be preferable. The American College of Sports Medicine recommends 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour of exercise. That's a really important fact that they just said out there, okay? So just for, for my athletes right now who maybe are taking Pedialyte before a race or Pedialyte in general before your big workouts or during these workouts that should be longer than one hour to even justify a sports drink, the problem with most Pedialyte is they don't have enough carbohydrates in them. So it's not just about electrolytes if you're using this for performance, all right? Now, they also said the hangover claims should be taken with a grain of salt. Imagine that. Because alcohol acts as a diuretic, excessive drinking can promote dehydration, especially if it causes vomiting. Thus, a rehydration beverage may help people who have drunk too much alcohol, though it's not necessarily better than water or other beverages and a little bit of food. However, no beverage will treat most hangover symptoms. Time is the only effective hangover remedy since it can take anywhere from 8 to 24 hours for alcohol and its breakdown product products to be removed from the body. So what's the bottom line? Whether you're working out strenuously or are sick with a stomach bug or even the flu, it is important to stay hydrated. Water is generally adequate, but drink what you find the most palatable. People, especially children, who are severely dehydrated because of illness should always seek medical attention since they may need intravenous rehydration. Pedialyte contains too much sodium for casual consumption. So it's very, very high in um, the electrolytes and the sodium levels. And it's not, I personally would not take it at all. You want to know why? Because if you read the ingredients, it has sucralose, which is a terrible artificial sweetener, which they should totally take out because this is going primarily to children. And it also has dye in it. It has like red number, whatever, and blue number this. I looked up the ingredients on a couple different different uh, flavors. And so both those things are in there. So that's like a hard no for me. There are way better hydration options and electrolyte options for athletes, if you're hungover even, or even in my opinion, for kids. I would use Gatorade before I would use Pedialyte for my child because Gatorade has now changed most of, I can't say they've changed them all, but they've changed most of their ingredients where they no longer contain artificial sweeteners. Um, and you can get some without dye. So there you go. That's Pedialyte. I personally wouldn't use it, but I know that some people are. And now you have the facts on that. Now let's get back to the birthday health assessment. Yes, it is my birthday this week, 48 years young. I don't mind telling anybody how old I am. Um, am I in the best shape of my life? I'm close. <laughs> That's how I feel. I think that if I didn't have a hip tear that holds me back a little bit, I could say that I was in the best shape. But I'm in great shape for 48, and I feel great. And that is really what I strive for each and every year. 
Now, each birthday, I like to sort of look back at the year that I had, and I like to ask myself a few questions, and then I like to look forward and ask myself what is going to be. And I think it's great to share this with people because you might want to add this to your birthday regimen. The first and most important thing I want to tell you is whenever you look back at your year, whether you do this on your birthday or like I said, a lot of people do this at New Year's time. They look at back at their year and they look at their goals for the future. I think it's really important to look back and be positive. I'm not here to look back at my year and tell myself all the things I did wrong and all the things I could do better. That's really negative and that's not the point. Whatever my year was, was my year, and I want to look back and sort of see how I did in achievements and how I did in challenges. Did I overcome them? So it's a lot better to have a positive outlook when you look instead of looking for the negative. If I want to look for the negative, I can tell you I could probably find a hundred things, but that is not the goal of the birthday health assessment. So the first thing I like to do is I like to look back and assess how did my year go in terms of achievements. And that is also sort of in terms of challenges that I overcame. So a perfect example is I can look back last year and um, a really big achievement and challenge at the same time was the Chicago Marathon. Anytime I do a marathon, I consider it a challenge. There's no easy marathon, doesn't matter how many you do. And I also see it as an achievement, especially if you can get to the finish line. So no, I didn't hit my Boston qualifying time. And honestly, I didn't really think that I would again, because I have a hip tear right now. I do feel like I am not at my peak for running, but I finished another marathon. And I think that was number seven. And I got to the finish line and I finished faster than I started. And I, you know, I even threw up at the finish line. That was a joy. <laughs> but the thing is, I had the challenge. I got through it. It was really hard. They always are. And I can walk away and say, hey, when I was 47, I did my seventh marathon. Now, another thing I had to overcome in my 47th year was I got an, a virus, apparently, and I'm going to do a podcast on this in just a few weeks, I promise. I know I've been saying it's coming. But I got a virus about five or six months ago. It was about a 24-hour virus of violent vomiting and coming out all ends, um, high fever, the whole bit. Well, unfortunately, what that did to my body is it affected my thyroid, and it gave me something called thyroiditis. And that was a huge challenge for me last year because I was about to go into hip surgery to take care of this hip tear. And because my thyroid was so off the charts, um, my blood work came back. It was so off the charts, they had to cancel my surgery. So I look back and see that as a challenge that I had to overcome. Now, I also had to skip the hip surgery. Now, what and how can I see that as a challenge in a positive way? Well, let me tell you this. I was supposed to have hip surgery the week that COVID started. So pretty much the week when things just about started to shut down, I was supposed to have hip surgery that week. My mother was supposed to fly out to help take care of me. And if I didn't get that virus, that led to thyroiditis. I would have had hip surgery the week COVID started and my mom would have been stuck here and my father would have been all alone and I would have had to go to PT during a time when we were in shutdown and it would not have been a good time. So I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason and thyroiditis happened to save me 
from hip surgery a little too soon. So my achievement on this one is I stayed positive pretty much the whole time, except like a couple days before the surgery when I did have lunch with my friends. And uh, I think I was falling apart. So they, uh, they probably definitely felt that. But overall, I look back and think it wasn't the right time. And for whatever reason, that's the way it went. Um, another challenge has been COVID, right? This pandemic is a challenge on all of us. But what do I take away? What is the achievement? What is the positive that I can see in my 47th year is just really getting to spend so much more quality time with my family. I have a husband who's a pilot and now he's home a lot more. <laughs> um, my son is home more. My son's going to go to college in a year. And these are these are incredible times that I am cherishing instead of being annoyed and frustrated, which of course the COVID coaster, you know, we all go through it. But I really see my 47th year and the COVID pandemic as a challenge. And, and the way that I've made it into achievements is by celebrating and really just honoring this time with my family. So I look back and I think that it was a good year. Um, I think I had lots of achievements and things that I could be proud of. A successful business as well. I got willpower workouts off the ground um, in my 47th year. My willpower workout program was my most robust program I have ever done. And it was a ton of work and incredibly successful and people are loving it. So that's another big achievement, sort of a check box that I was able to check last year. Now, another thing I like to ask myself. So first I say, well, what were my achievements? But then I want to look back and ask myself, well, what did you do for yourself, Kim, as I talk to myself? What did you do that was nice for you? Now, this is something that most people probably don't ask themselves, right? I want to ask myself each year, what did I do that was nice for myself? Because it is really easy to put yourself on the back burner all the time. And I work with my clients all the time and I say, this is your time. I need you to be selfish right now for the next six weeks of this program or four weeks or whatever program they're in. I need you to be a little bit selfish. I think we all need to be a little bit selfish sometimes to make sure that we do things to honor ourselves. Um, it could be anything from getting massages once a month because you never used to treat yourself to getting, you know, more uh, pedicures, whatever it is that is sort of a nice thing or a way to honor you. Now, one thing that I did for myself last year, and it was due to my thyroid illness and my hip, was I decided to take a small step back in competing and racing and also in training. So even though I didn't get my hip surgery, I haven't been 100%. I knew my thyroid levels weren't 100%. So I wasn't willing to do what I wanted to do, which was sign up with a coach right away and keep training, even though I can't race right now because there are no races. The old me would have still trained in a way where I could keep working on my speed and I could keep getting faster and running and I would have kept going. But I knew because my system wasn't 100%. My blood work was saying, you're not there right now, that I needed to step back. So I took year 47 after I did the marathon. That was the one thing that I wanted to complete. And ever since the marathon, I took a step back, didn't sign up for any races before the surgery even, and said, I'm going to step back. And in the last five months of, like I said, recovering from this thyroid illness, I have decreased my training. Now, what has that done for me? 
It has made me feel better. I have more energy. Um, my weight is probably down a pound or two because I'm not overtraining. I don't have these high cortisol, cortisol levels right now. Uh, my sleep is better. So honoring myself and listening to what my body is needing has been a huge benefit to me. So I, I highly encourage you, you know, look back and make sure in your year that you're taking care of you too. Even though our a lot of us athletes, especially us endurance athletes, we want to keep going, 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 but making sure that you're honoring yourself. Another thing I sort of forced myself to do, I, it's hard to say forced because I love this so much, but I did start gardening over a year ago. But this last year, I told myself, four o'clock, you're off the computer every day and you're in the garden. That was always my goal. Now, I start work at like 5.30 or 6 a.m. every day and I go almost straight except for my hour of workout. So I work a lot and I work probably more like six to seven days a week. And that's just part of working out of your home and being your own business owner. But what I told myself is I need more of a break. And so at four o'clock every day, I shut the computer and I go outside and I go do my hobby that I love so much, which is gardening. And this has worked beautifully for me, especially during the COVID pandemic. So I'm really proud of myself that I was setting this hard time of day where I shut down because in the past I could easily go to 5 or 6 p.m. and continue working, working, working. There's always something that I could be doing. So that's been something I look back and I'm proud to say I did that to be nice to myself and it has definitely worked. Now the next thing I like to do with my health assessment, my birthday health assessment, is once I've looked back and I've appreciated my achievements and the challenges I've overcome, and I look back and I say, what did I do that was nice for myself? See how those are all really positive things? I don't want to look back and, and say negative things, like what didn't I do? No, I'm just going to look back and be positive. And then the next thing I want to do is I want to look forward. So what in my 48th year is important to me? Well, one thing in particular that I want to share with you is that my focus on being present in the now is something that I am very conscious about and really working on because life is like flying by right now. As I mentioned, my son has one more year here and then he's off to college and then you'll all have to just scrape me off the bottom of the floor. <laughs> um, but this one year, I want to be really present. I want to be present with myself. I want to be present with him, my family. Everything in general, I just want to be more focused and present in the now. And one of the books that I'm actually reading right now is really helping me through that process. It's by Eckhart Tolle, and it's The Power of Now. So if you're interested in really living a more present life, you might like this book. I had just also finished his book called A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. And these books have started to open my eyes to some really important things of being more present and what present looks like and what it feels like and what it doesn't look like. And so we live in such a time of craziness and always on the go and social media and comparing ourselves and all this stuff that for me, this focus is tremendously important on a personal level. I am in a fitness nutrition industry that is, I don't want to say it's a painful industry, but if, if you're a trainer, it's tough out there. Um, it's an 
incredibly competitive. And if you look on social media too much, you will easily bring yourself down and wonder, well, why is that trainer getting this many likes? And why is this person doing this and looks like this? All these things that are really hard. Now, I'm blessed and fortunate that I started my business over 10 years ago and and I'm very successful and I'm blessed and I'm grateful for every client that I have. So I don't feel stressed about my business, but I don't like the feeling of always checking in with what other people are doing and how they're doing it. So one thing that I also did last year and I've done over the last couple years is I stopped following almost everybody on social media. So unless you're a gardener, as you do garden stuff, I might not follow you because I just wanted to stop that thief of joy, that issue we have, and I've done podcast on it, you know, when we compare ourselves constantly. So one thing and one focus for me that I want to continue to keep going and really get stronger with in my 48th year is focus and being present in the now. Um, And always with that comes less comparing. I mean, I'm sorry, but I think we all compare, right? And with social media, it's just too easy not to. And that's, for me, one reason I stopped following so many people because I was constantly like, well, how are they doing it? And how are, what are they doing? And how many likes are they getting? And it started to make me a little crazy. And once I stopped following people and I could just follow things that I enjoy, like gardening, (laughs) um, I felt better. And it takes this real negative energy out of your life. And I don't want that negative energy because I'm trying to be really present and focused on all the good and positive in my life. So that's one thing. Now, the next thing I really want to share with you, because it's been on my mind for a long time, um, I want to always be authentic. And I think that I am. I think that I try to always tell you guys, whether it's in a podcast or a social media post, the truth about what's going on for me. And one thing that I don't feel like I've been totally authentic about is something that's been bothering me for the last few years for sure. Um, And this is the year I'm going to nip it in the butt. So I'm just going to go ahead and get it out there right now. So every year, For the last eight years, I have been in the Austin Fit Magazine um, Best Personal Trainer. And every year I ask all of my clients, you know, will you vote for me for Best Personal Trainer? And what a gift it has been for the last eight years. I have been in the top three eight years in a row in a a field that is just so competitive that I can't even believe that I made it once. And I, I give all credit to Susan Burton, my best friend, She's the one who got me to do it the first time. And I was like, I'll never win. And she said, you've got to try. And I thought, this is silly. I mean, I'm by far not the best personal trainer. And she encouraged me and I won that year. And and we've kept it going for eight years. But every year for the last like five years, I have not wanted to do it. And this is why. I don't feel like that award is, how do I say it? It's not that I don't feel worthy of that award. I mean, it's a huge honor. I don't think that award is done in the best way. And I don't want to ask people to vote for me 
to get the award. If they did it a little different, and there's so many companies, it's not Austin Fit Magazine because there's so many magazines who do it this way. And I love Austin Fit Magazine and I am so appreciative for the last eight years of what they have given me. But I really wanna be, if I'm gonna be judged, I wanna be judged by the work that I do. Meaning if someone wanted to put me in a contest where they look at my programs and they evaluate my programs and they look at my testimonials and how many, body transformations I have helped people successfully do in a healthy way for the last 10 years, that's a competition I would like to be in because I want someone to assess my actual program and assess my actual results. I don't want to be in any more popularity programs. Does that make sense? I don't want to ask my clients to vote for me one more time. I don't feel like the person who gets the most votes is the best of anything. I think that makes them maybe more popular than someone else, but that doesn't mean they're the best in their field. So I'm done being in contests. That means I'm not going to ask you to vote for me this year. Um, I'm stepping down. It's been a great eight years. And I just feel like I'm at a point in my life and in my career where I don't need that right now to make me feel better or more confident as a trainer or in the career that I do helping people with nutrition and fitness. And by no means am I trying to, as I like to call it, poop in the space for all of those amazing trainers and other coaches and everyone who's in these contests Keep going, like I'll still vote for you. Trust me, I think it's exciting. It's just not where I'm at anymore. As I turn 48 years old, I wanna be more authentic and it just didn't feel right it doesn't feel right to keep doing it year after year after year, getting vote after vote after vote for not necessarily what I'm interested in winning. I'm not interested in winning the popularity vote. I'm just interested in being the best coach and trainer that I can be, not just for myself, but for my clients. And so being even more authentic with my focus of being present in the now, when I put those two together, I look at my next year at 48 years old and think, wow, like I feel like my opportunities are going to be incredible and endless because I'm just going to be so present and realistic and authentic. And it feels good. That just feels good for me. So there you have it. Um, a little bit about what I've been going through. And I just, like I said, I wanted to share that with you. So when you don't see me ask for your vote this year, or I don't make it into the magazine, which is totally fine this year, you know, I, I think it's an opportunity for other great trainers to, to appear in the magazine. And again, thank you, Austin Fit Magazine, for the last eight years, because I do think it helped my career in the beginning. I had just moved here. And so it really did help me get a little more established and known but now I'm an old lady, right? 48 years old. I'm confident in what I do. And I just want to keep doing what I do as best as I can do it. So that being said, sort of led me to the next thing that I changed this last year um, is that I stopped doing my program as a big group and I made it private sessions because it gives me the ability to work even more intimately and closely with my clients. Because my goal is not to be a millionaire from this job. Like, I'm never going to be a millionaire. That's not my goal. I've always said, if I can just help one person change their life and their health, then I've done my job. And I think I've helped more than one at this point, which is awesome. And I'm not just talking about helping someone lose weight. 
I'm talking about empowering them through their health to change their life, to feel the best that they can be. That is my goal for all of my clients. And now that I'm taking less clients by doing this in private sessions instead of big groups is what I was doing, I feel like my clients are more successful than they've ever been. I feel like I have even more intimate relationship with them in some respects. Um, not intimate in a bad way, <laughs> but you know, I feel very connected to my clients right now. And again, that's just, that's just where I'm headed. As I do my birthday assessment, I want to be focused. I want to be true to myself and my needs and my wants for my business. And I want to be present and I want to be authentic. So those are the things that I do with the birthday health assessment. And so maybe that's what you can try the next time you have a birthday that's coming up. And you know, some people really don't like their birthday. They really just sort of feel down that they're getting older. I never feel down that I'm getting older. I'll be honest, the only thing I feel down about this year is that I can't go out on my birthday. <laughs> I really want to go do something on my 48th birthday. And because of the COVID pandemic, I will still be staying home. Uh, at best, we are going to order in Uchi, which is like a big deal for my family because we have not gone out to a restaurant. We've ordered in a couple times, but we have not gone out and we're still not going out. We are just going to order in from my absolutely favorite restaurant. But on your next birthday, what could you do? I want you to just sort of check in with yourself. How are you doing in mind and body? Can you look back at your year and appreciate the challenges that you overcame? Can you look back and appreciate the achievements that you had and pat yourself on the back for those? Be super positive about what you accomplished the year before and then ask yourself, like, did I do nice things for myself? What did I do to be kind and honor myself? Because that's definitely an area I think I need to go a little further on. It's like, yeah, so I didn't work out as much. And honestly, as soon as the COVID pandemic is done, I'm going to get more massages <laughs> and, and do a little more pampering and, and be a little more selfish. And so ask yourself, are you doing enough things to be selfish, to take care of you? And then go into your new year as thinking about what you want your focus to be. Because I feel so clear right now. Like I have this clear thing like I want to be present and I want to be authentic and I'm going to put those two together and I feel like no one's going to be able to stop me in anything I do. So ask yourself what's going to be your focus when you have that birthday and always ask yourself this, all right, on your birthday, and when you do that look back and you do the look ahead, also ask yourself, are you happy? Because that is so important. And if you're not happy or you weren't happy the year before, what are you willing to change today to work on that for the year ahead? So think about that because that's really important as well. Happiness is a big part of your health. And that's it. I hope I didn't bore you today. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to show you what I do each year on my birthday. And I will tell you this, for my birthday, I will not be working on anything new, <laughs> which is almost completely rare for me. The Body Zone Challenge is finishing. Everybody wants me to start some new programs, and I'm going to. But this week, I'm giving myself a birthday week. I will not be working on anything new. I'm going to clear some time and clear some space for myself. I'm going to work with my current clients and then just sort of be in the now. 
That's it for today, everyone. Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you health, fitness, nutrition information, and birthday health assessments that you can put into play right away. And I'm just going to throw it out there that if your birthday is not for like eight months and you want to do the birthday health assessment today, it would probably still do you very good. Bye-bye, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com. Or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 